The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Welcome, one and all, back to The Late Show. My next guest is a two-time Grammy Award-winning musician with hits including Ain't It Heavy, I'm the Only One, and Come to My Window. Please welcome to The Late Show, Melissa Etheridge. Finally. It's a pleasure, finally. Yeah, I like your New York City T-shirt too. You know, I thought, I thought I'd, I don't know you. I'm, nice. I'm in it. I've lived here now for a few weeks. I'm, I'm full New Yorker. <laughs> is this the longest that you lived in yes, New York? Yes, where where it do is. you normally spend Los your time? Los Angeles. There you yes, go. There yes. you go. It's a lovely place. You should come yeah, more often. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> you, let, let, let's let's start at the beginning. Okay. okay so, you, yes. got, not, you got the new book, which we'll get to in just a moment, called "Talking to My Angels," right there. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about. I want to talk about the beginning for you and how you started as a musician <laughs> and tell me about this photo. I know it was taken based upon the color of the film. <laughs> there you go. This is, I think I'm eight years old. This is when I first started playing guitar. I bugged my parents. My, my first musical influence was the Archies. It was a uh, you know Saturday morning cartoon, and bum, I, bum, I wanted bum, to be Reggie. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, yeah, honey, 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 that's it. Go. Yeah, that was it. Oh, now I, I can I was say I've sung with Melissa Etheridge. No, there boy. You go. So, but this was, I started when I was eight, and... And I had to, you know, my fingers bled and everything, but uh, I was a, uh, I, I stuck with it, and it, it turned out all right. Yeah. How long, how long between this photo, this first time you're touching the guitar at age yeah. eight, and you performing for people out in the world? How long did that take? I started doing that at age 12. Wow. Yeah, I started... Where'd you get the, well, it was the a... gumption? Well, at first it was a talent show just at our uh, plaza, mm -hmm. our, and um, I just wanted to. I love music. I grew up in the '60s and '70s where there was so much great music on the radio and rock and roll, and I just dreamed that. I don't know why I dreamed I could, but I did. I dreamed, and, and then uh, everything just fell into place. There was a talent show that made a variety show. Then there was a band in the variety show asked me to play with it, and then I started playing on the weekends, like with you know older older guys. And did you have your own and, band? Yeah. Did you have, did it have a name other than Melissa Etheridge? Oh no, yeah, it no? was a bad name. It's called well, the Road Show. The Road yeah, Show. It's not too bad. <laughs> I don't know. That's I... too bad. It's as good as the band. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Now, okay, so once again, uh, you published this book this year, talking to my angels, mm -hmm. and you're also performing a Broadway show, this one right here, at Circle in the Square, called Melissa Etheridge, My Window, and then both of these are about your life. Which of these mm -hmm. came first? Uh, they kind of both came at the same time. Uh, I started working on the book first. The, uh, man, it's all the pandemic's fault, you know? There's nothing like making an artist sit at home and do nothing to, like, you know, sure. just all of a sudden creating and creating. And I started thinking about my life. I, I lost my son during the pandemic, and so that was the... Yeah, that was the big hard part, to an opioid um, overdose. And, yeah, so... And, you know, love to all the families who are going through this, and there's way too many of us who are going through it, so... But, um... Thinking about that, going through that, made me think about my life and the things that I do, the, how I lean on my family for, for, for love and connection and the things that I do to, to make sure I know that my son would want me to be happy, not, not to, like, shrivel up and die, you know, because of his death. And so I started thinking about that, and I started writing the book. And then, well, because, you know, nothing like getting a busy person to do something, I just start, we, my wife and I started working on the, uh, the Broadway show, and it was, it's all kind of the same thing, just different, 
lengths. You know, this is the in-depth, the book is in-depth, the show is more entertaining, but it's still, it, boy, we pack a lot of stuff into that show. Well, it, did, when, when did you... You know, writing a memoir is one thing, but the Broadway show is another. Yeah. It, is one more challenging than the other? Oh, yeah. You can write a book and you can put it out and you can just kind of hide behind it and not really... Uh, I mean, it's, it's a little safer. Doing it on Broadway is really crazy. I really don't know what I was thinking because, wow, it's like, it's like <laughs> therapy every night. It but, seriously I mean, is. is it, I mean, is it the fact that you're being revelatory or the fact that... I mean, you perform in front of thousands yeah, no. and thousands of people all the time. Now, there's a real difference be between, you know, I, I performed for half a million people at Woodstock, you know, right? And it was, it was huge, but... <laughs> ah, 94, not the that's 99, so the 94 sure. one, not, not the 69 one. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, and that's one thing, and they're all crazy and everybody kind of has a good time and you're there to kind of, you know, build that up and w with any concert audience. But a, a musical, a play on Broadway, one, some people don't even know who, who I am. They just bought tickets at, you know, tickets down at you know, Times Square and they, they, you know, show up. Some people don't even... Some people think it's a jukebox musical and they can't believe that I actually walk out on stage and, and perform, so it's... That's almost going to be playing Melissa Etheridge. Yes, exactly. You know, I had, I had a guy, like, scream in the middle of the show and he actually realized it was me. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, you so... do a really good Melissa Yeah, Etheridge. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Is... Okay, okay so... Is there? How would you compare? What's the what? What, what is the energy of a Broadway house like oh, compared well, to like uh, ten thousand people? Right. Well, a Broadway house, people are sitting back and you know entertain me. You know, they're they're there to hear something, to be right. moved. Or, but boy, you you know get a few drinks into some people in concert, and they they kind of want to be part of the show. Yeah. Just, wow. People people dance in the aisles at your show. Oh yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. No, it's crazy at my shows. Yeah. Now, you said that you, this is the longest. <laughs> You say this is the longest that you've spent in New York City. Is this the longest you've played in one spot? Because the life of the road is exciting to a lot of people, <laughs> but it's the road. Like, here yeah. today, gone tomorrow. Is this the longest residency you've ever done? Well, you know, I've been touring for 35 years, and this is the longest I've ever stayed in one place. And my wife, bless her heart, she explained to me how I'm... Being on Broadway is like being in a committed relationship, and how... <laughs> And how before I was just doing one-night stands here and there, and you could just kind of fly in and out, but now I have to, like, you know, make it real every day. I have to, you know, be in love every night with it. Yeah. Well, I, I have a question that I have to ask you. Um, this is from Henry Winkler. He asked oh, me to Henry. ask you a question. We're both Chiefs fans. You, you, have, you have been through many battles in your life, mm -hmm. and one of them being your, your fight against cancer 15 mm. years 15 years ago now. Yeah, 19 years, cancer. 19 years, 19 years. <laughs> and, and I assume that's what he's referring to here. He mm -hmm. said, you're a warrior. And he wants to know, how is your music different after your battle? <laughs> that was just like he said it. Yes. Yes. You know what? My music was very different because... I, the whole going through cancer really taught me that I had to put myself first, that I couldn't worry about what other people... What other people thought about was none of my business, you know, and, and to really do what I love. And so after cancer, I really started making the music that, that moved me, that, that I, I felt like the people that love my music would love. And that's, that's, uh, that's the big change, is, is I'm kind of free now after that. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. So lovely. 
Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. 